Hi again, everyone. This is episode 51 of the Radio MVP Sports Podcast. I'm Tim Continental, along with Anthony Kepley, bringing you the best of the baseball season, I guess we should say, because it right. is playoff time, and we'll get into everything we talked about uh, during the season and uh, get ready for October baseball. It's here. Matter of fact, today is a tie-breaking day. Uh, what a great day in, in baseball. Two tie-breaking games going on. The Brewers won the first one, and the Dodgers are leading in the second one and just about uh, getting towards the end of that game. So it looks like the Dodgers will win the West, and the Brewers won the the Central. The Cubs and the Rockies will play in the wildcard game, and it should be a lot of fun there uh, tomorrow, I believe. is Or is it? I believe that one is tomorrow, yeah, and then the, the AL is the following day, right? Yeah. Yep. So it should be uh, an amazing time, and – Wow, I love this time of the year because there's so much going on. There's a lot of football going on, a lot of baseball. Uh, hockey's just around the corner, which we're not mm-hmm. going to really get, get into. The NBA is just around the corner. It's just it's just jam packed, and uh, I do want to make a, a a comparison when, when we get a chance about the playoff system. Uh, it's quite unique. What I just recognized earlier today that I want to talk about that we never got a chance to talk about before. I'm I'm excited. This is a great time of the year, and uh, I listened to the most of the the Brewers game with the Cubs today, and I just absolutely had a had a blast listening to that game on the radio. And uh, what a, what a what a terrific ball game! A three to one game, a tight baseball game, and uh, watching all the strategy goes on this time of the year, it's just it's it's heaven for uh, baseball fans. Yeah, this is uh. I think you and I were talking about this last week off the air that this is probably the greatest time to be a sports fan. You got footballs in high gear. You're midway through the high school season. You're this week. You'll be halfway through the college season and the NFL is getting geared up and uh, through the quarter pole. And like you mentioned, the NBA and um, the NHL starts, but the big thing is you have wall to wall baseball. I mean, really good baseball from now until uh, the beginning the beginning of November. Like you mentioned today, that Cubs game was phenomenal. That was a well-pitched game with two really good teams going at it. Uh, boy, the Brewers have – man, once they left Cleveland and they made those moves, boy, they have become really formidable. Um, and right now, Cannon and Yelich are absolutely on fire, and they're – probably as good of a one-two punch in baseball going right now as anybody. I know we talked about that. Well, I want to say maybe the beginning of August or July, we were going through the the duos that uh, Major League Baseball should market. And uh, you brought up Frankie and Jose and Otani and Trout. And uh, we talked about Houston and Boston also. But, whew, man, if those guys are going to be in Milwaukee for the next two or three years, look out. Because they're really fun to watch. And uh, they definitely made a big difference on the Brewers this year. Yeah, the Brewers kind of remind me of the 2016 Indians because their bullpen mm-hmm. is so good, and Hater mm-hmm. is Miller-like. Oh, yeah. Uh, just phenomenal. And the back of the year, your bullpen, just an amazing uh, statistical uh, fantasy guy in a sense. He's just so good and so dominating this year. And what he has achieved in, I don't know, over 80 or 90 innings of pitching has just mm-hmm. been phenomenal. Um, and a lot of ways, you can make a case that he's the best pitcher in baseball this year especially maybe the most important reliever in baseball this year. That's for sure. What he brings to the table for Milwaukee 
going into the playoffs and going into the divisional series is huge. Matter of fact, I will say this going into the series as an Indian fan and obviously rooting for the tribe to, to go the entire distance. Mm-hmm. As as crazy as this may sound, with the Red Sox winning 108 games and the Astros winning 103 games, I think the two best teams playing baseball going into the playoffs in the ALDS and the NLDS are Oakland, if they get past New York in, in the wild card game, and, and you got to say Milwaukee. I mean, those two teams in each league, to me, are playing some of the best baseball at the right time of the year. And they both have similar uh, marks on them that I think they're similar to what the Indians went through in 2016 when they got to the World Series in Game 7. And, you know, the Cubs had that same feel that year. Yep. I don't want to take anything away from Boston and the phenomenal season they had. 108 wins. 108 wins. Uh, yeah, it's incredible. And the Astros, 103 wins. It's 103 wins, you know. And again, you can't yeah. take that away. However, you look at the National League, everybody's about equal. No one got, like, I think 92 wins, 90, 96 wins by the Brewers, you know, is the number one seed. And, you know, they'll have home playoffs throughout the, the, yep. uh, the NL and possibly the World Series if the Indians would get there. Uh, mm-hmm. So... We'll see exactly what happens. You know, I, 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 right now the Brewers and and the A's to me are the two hottest teams coming into the playoffs. And, you know, the Braves are, excuse me, the A's have a lot to, uh, to achieve. They have to go into New York and win. However, with Brian Treen and their, their bullpen and what they have done in that offense has been so consistent as scoring runs in the last, well, all season long. I, you know, most overachieving team in baseball, but they may just surprise the entire universe of baseball. And when you get right yeah, down to it, they're absolutely incredible. Uh, the run the A's have gone. I'm going to talk about the A's first. Uh, the run the A's have gone this year is uh, really incredible. I know you and I have made mention it's similar to the 2016 Indians, but with the 16 Indians, you kind of saw in the making the previous couple years that if they get some pieces here and some pieces there, that they could make a run and be a competitive team and um, be a contender for the division. The how A's, much, go ahead. I was going to say, how much do you think the uh, Boston is praying that the Yankees actually win that well, playoff great, game against the A's, that, that they don't have point. to face them? That's a great point because, you know, you don't want to play – See, it's a blessing and a curse of playing the one-game walk. We played it 10 on 13. We fell on the short end, you know, and your season's over. It's, it's, it comes and it goes, and that's it. You're done in nine innings in the playoffs, and, you know, that's not how, how you're accustomed to playing baseball. It's always by series. So the one-game wild card, it's, it's just an abrupt end. But if Oakland can get past the Yankees, with that offense, who I believe has a better average on the road and they do at home. I think they lead baseball in home runs on the road. And that short porch and left with those right-handed hitters and Chris Davis and Piscotty. I think Chapman's up there with 30 home runs or just near. And then if you turn it over to that bullpen, Boston bullpen isn't great. And the A's have some 
some formidable relievers with the uh, you mentioned training. Um, who in June we were talking about, hey, he looked good in the Indians uniform, and then all of a sudden we turn around in a month and uh, they're going out and adding uh, Yuri's familiar from the Mets. Um, so uh, if you can win that wild card game, you have momentum. The nerves really aren't there. You know, you've already played a playoff game. You already won it. So it's just like old hat. You know the routine. Um, and the A's, I I touched on this two or three podcasts ago, but I want to say they have a winning record or a 500 record against the Red Sox this year. So it's not like they'd be outmanned, you know. Um, on the Brewers, man, I was talking today to somebody, and right now, if you if you made me pick a National League champion, I got to go Milwaukee. Just I to, do too. The way they're starting pitching is it's not it, it's not great. They're not going to blow you away, but they're good, and they'll give you five or six innings. And that bullpen is really good. Hater, you All touched right. on is Andrew Miller out of the you know, and he can match up against everybody. And that lineup has a lot of veteran guys, a lot of you, a little bit of youth in there. But man, that's just you want to talk about Boston lineup being good. Kane and Yelich and uh, Bronze now hitting the ball again. And RCO was four for four today. I mean, this guy was a cast off from the Twins a couple years ago. Um, so they're having a great year. And yeah, like I said, if you were to make me pick a National League champion, I'd uh, I'd have to go Milwaukee. They're going to be fun to watch and uh, that. I don't know if you saw a clip today, but after the game was over, there was like thousands of thousands of Brewers fans storming over right field chanting, let's go Brewers, in Wrigley. Now, I know they're close, but Cubs fans historically packed out the ballpark no matter what day it is. So that was really cool to see the Brewers, who haven't really had a lot of success of late, uh, have that moment. And they, like you said, uh, 96 wins is, you know, it seems like once they left Cleveland here and May or June, uh, they turned it on. Uh, they're going to be a fun team to watch. It's going to be a fun playoffs to watch this year, Tim. I don't think anybody is head and shoulders above. I know Houston and Boston are really good. Um, you know, but there's it, it's going to be a fun time again. On a side note, and as a broadcasting geek that I am, mm-hmm. how could you not root for a Indians Brewers oh, World I, Series. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's because yeah, in yeah. the end, you get Mr. Baseball, Bob Uecker, Uecker yep. and Tom Hamilton. Yes. Both losing their minds <laughs> yes. uh, on home runs. Yeah. And two of the best home run callers in baseball. I know there's quite a few, but I, I'm I, and I am prejudiced. And uh, I just and there's no doubt about it. I know who I, I enjoy listening to. And uh without question, um, uh, to hear Bob Euchre go, get up, get going, get out of here. Or, yep. or to hear Tom swing in the drive. Yep. Yeah. And whatever, you know, his different, you yeah. know, monikers that he uses. And it's just, it, I just would, I think my head might explode. But uh, <laughs> I think Tom or Bob Euchre's head might explode if it ever won a World Series on a home run. But it would be, uh, it'd be worth watching that because you're, you would talk about maybe, one of the greatest calls in uh, baseball broadcasting history. So, you know, uh, how... it, just, it would be special. There, there are times where the broadcasting geek in me comes out more than the game. And uh, Bob Euchre to me is just so much fun to listen to. He's such baseball. I grew up watching him on TV doing baseball games. And if Major League Baseball had any source of 
realization. I know they want a younger demographic today and all that, but man, you need to get Bob Euchre in a booth during the playoffs on TV. I don't care what what broadcast entity it is. They need to get him back out. Yeah, Bob Euchre did the 95 World Series with right. uh, the Indians yep. uh, and the Braves, and it wasn't too much. I think he did a few more years, and that was about it. Yep. They changed uh, entities, and you know, obviously, I think Fox took over, and from mm-hmm. that point on, he hasn't really been part of the national broadcast. He's just too funny. He's just too entertaining, and he's just too good uh, not to take advantage of it. And quite honest with you, and I say this not hoping or trying to force it, the future we just don't know how long we're going to have him he's, exactly. he's a treasure he's a treasure he's just you got to enjoy these moments why they why they exist and of course any indian fan of course remembers the major league uh movies yep and and all his improvised statements that he did throughout those movies were just phenomenal and it's just to me he is uh one of the most entertaining people ever to uh be in front of a mic to talk baseball especially a former player and a guy who, uh, you know, had a lot of fun in his lifetime uh, and is a baseball lifer. And all right, I went off on a little tangent there. But can you see it's, it's just phenomenal. Can you see game seven of the World Series? Indians at Brewers. Encarnacion steps up and there's you for sitting in the booth. Encarnacion swings and drives one to left. Oh, shit. This one's <laughs> off the reservation for a home run. And the Indians lead five to two. Well, the postgame show is brought to you by, uh, well, the Brewers lost. Christ, I can't find it. To hell with it. Man, exactly. Have a good year. We'll see you next year. But you know how the. And just NCAA think about Tom Hamilton's. Oh, my. Have head exploding. Caught, have you caught the Underwood show with him? It's like a little yes. chat like we do. Yes, yes. And yes. he said he stayed up for four nights thinking. What am I going to say when the Indians win the World Series? They said he lost so much sleep on it. But I want to get to, you know how CBS does the team cast for the NCAA tournament, and you can watch the broadcast with uh, different sets of announcers, and ESPN for the college football championship has mega cast with ESPNU. And I say put the World Series with Buck and Smoltz on Fox, and then on Fox Sports 1, have Tom Hamilton and Bob Euchre calling the game for Fox Sports 1 because sister stations can't broadcast the game with their own announcer, so it's going to be the ESPN guys. I say we put Hamilton and Euchre on Fox Sports 1, and I will tune in. Well, the good news is if you have the Major League Baseball app, you will be able to hear the home broadcast. For free? Or do you have to pay? No, no, that's that. Yeah, that, it's, it's part yeah. of the service. But yeah, uh, obviously in Cleveland on uh, their their home radio station, they'll be able to hear it and oh, we'll be able yeah. to. But exactly. And same when whoever is in the World Series. Uh, I did it a couple of years back uh, and it's. Let's just it's put it. It's, fun, it's the right. It? It's worth it's worth doing. It's uh, a lot of fun. And you get, you know, some of the national broadcasters are great, too. Don't get me wrong. There's some great broadcasters out there, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, the true baseball guys who, who cover the game on a daily basis, they're one of a kind. There's only 30 jobs yep. like that in baseball, and, you know, 60 if you count partners and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's special. You know, there's a lot of great, great uh, people who cover the game. 
that's just you know two of my favorites and obviously like i said i'm biased i have a, a you know obviously a northeast ohio swing to it as I'm, yep. I'm a big uh tom hamilton fan and of course because of the indians and just on a national level bob, bob uecker's just he's just heaven there's just certain oh, he's people phenomenal. just heaven baseball's unique and i I'll, and let me go on we talked about this before mm-hmm. And this is where obviously the Dolans will never listen to this podcast, and will it will never care what my opinion is. <laughs> However, this is where the Indians fail every year for the last I don't know five seven years. Ever since yep. Higgin, uh, you know, unfortunately got ill and retired and and passed, they missed that guy who can work with Tom Hamilton mm-hmm. and talk baseball with them. Uh, if you remember on Jim Tomey Day. Uh, Jim Tomey was in the booth with him for an inning, and Jim kind of took over for a little bit. Hamilton kind of just kind of gave you side bits of what was going mm-hmm. on. At, but when he was able to talk to him and talk about batting and talk about yep. hitting and talk about pitches and coming up, even though uh, Jim Tomey was wrong on his you know on the last pitch analysis, he yeah. gave you a whole idea of what to look for, and it was so amazing. It was so wonderful to hear. That's unfortunate now because he had he brought that out at Herb Score years ago, and he had that with Mike Keegan. And ever since Mike Keegan got ill and retired and passed on, the Indians just never filled that void. And as a person who loves listening to baseball games as much as watching baseball yep. games, I miss that entertainment value that that adds to a yep. broadcast. When you're going into the playoffs, not to have that is disappointment. I like Rosie. Rosie does a fine play-by-play, but he absolutely, when it comes to asking him about oh, he's anything terrible. about yeah. the game, it just it doesn't work. He's not you got two play-by-play guys, and mm-hmm. they're not. They're just they. You're not going to be able to talk about the game that's going on in situations. As a fan, I feel cheated because you do have Tom Hamilton. That's kind of like a quarterback without a running back or without an offensive line, you know, without a running game, without a receivers to throw to. You have all this talent and nothing around them. And that's just it's disappointing. Mm-hmm. That's the way I see it. And maybe others love it. I don't know. I don't think a, a huge pull out there, but it does does add to a broadcast. It does add to a uh, a listener's experience. That's just my opinion. I completely agree with that. I I think Rosenhaus does a good job, but like you said, it's two play-by-play guys, so you don't really necessarily get the like we analysis like of the about, game. Yeah. yeah, you don't get the how and why it happened. You get the what happened, but you don't get the how and why it happened. And and that's what Rick you know, Manning I, brings to the television broadcast. You know, I think when you when they put Jensen Lewis in the uh, TV broadcast, we've also he does a really nice job. I've never been a huge Jensen Lewis guy. Right, uh, but the past couple of years when he's gone in the booth, he's done a nice job. You know, he's got a great gig with STO, so I don't think he'll be. Yeah, you know. there's been others who substituted at times for Rosie, and that were they've been, um, you know, had other things come up that they couldn't do a broadcast mm-hmm. and or were ill, and they've uh, brought in others to do the game with Hamilton or just Rosie, and it adds to the broadcast. Like I said, I've said it for the last five years, and it's not going to change anytime soon. So, nope. It, it is what it is. The radio broadcast misses that person who knows baseball, who yep. loves to talk baseball and talk situations. And 
it's it's a tough gig because you can't find many ballplayers that want to travel like that anymore and be be part of the media. Years ago, especially in the uh, in the seventies and eighties, the Rick Manning era. You look, matter of fact, you go through about baseball. I could probably name about five former Cleveland Indians from either the eighties or the nineties who are now in broadcasting to mm-hmm. do that. I mean, you got Rick Manning, you got Dwayne Kuyper over in in uh, in San Francisco. You got Dave Burba does, I believe, for Arizona. Really? Uh, I didn't yes. know that. Yeah, I believe he does TV over there for them. You got Dennis Eckersley, who does it for Boston Television. And, and he's doing and the, uh, the ALDS for us. Right, right. And, yep. oh, my God, there's a few others out there, too. You got Burt Blylevin, who is, of course, everybody who knows him is yeah. a twin, and, and rightfully so, but he spent four or five seasons in Cleveland. Uh, it's just there's so yeah, many former, does he games, doesn't he? He may. He may. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, so there's been quite a few. I mean, Jack Morris was just an Indian for a few yeah, months, yeah. but uh, the others I'm talking, Rick Sutcliffe, for example, who does yep. ESPN and others. You know, there's so many. Uh, it, and you can even go with uh, Oral Hershiser does it for the for the Dodgers now. There's been a lot of former Indians that got into uh, broadcasting, and it's 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 amazing if if you really did a list of it. Especially from that era of the Rick Manning, Dwayne Kuyper era. There's quite a few from that time period who uh, got into the uh, the game after, yep. you know, broadcasting after the game to stay within the game. And today's athletes, they make too much money. They don't really need that gig unless they want that gig. Yep. And that's the difference, I think, today versus uh, 25 years ago where players who were good players probably make good money at their time. But they don't make the crazy money that's available in sports today. So, you know, when the opportunity to jump into a broadcast booth and be part of the game and and enjoy it, uh, you know, they turn it down nowadays. While years ago they would jump at that opportunity. Yeah, I agree with you. It's, you know, I just think the generation now just I agree. I don't think they really want to be in the media, and it's tough to find guys who want to do the 162 game haul and 81 away from home for. It's a, a six months grind. Training. Yeah. You, you know, you're working February to, in a lot of cases, hopefully November, which and you turn right around again and you're only home for two months and it's right back on. It's really tough. And give the guys who do that a lot of credit because it's a grind. It's a lot of time away from home. It's a lot of preparation. It's just not showing up at the ballpark and announcing. I know you and I see it in a minute basis doing high school games. There's still some preparation that goes, and it's not to show up and, you know, when the clock hits. I wish I could minutes. show up. <laughs> oh, I know. You know, if you, if you really. I, I, that's what you want, though, everybody who's listening to think, that you yep. just showed up and did the so, game. Do it, and, yeah. that's, and, and that's when it comes off naturally. And that's what you want. That's my opinion. And, you know, I've been oh, doing it for a while. That's that's what you want. And, you want to seem effortless. Yeah. By the way, I want to make this analogy here where I got a chance. Yeah. I'm changing subjects here real That's, quickly. Yeah. I'm going to do a segue that not not traditionally done too often. But I want to send out a congratulations to the West Coast Eagles. Uh, they defeated the Collingwood uh, Magpies in the AFL championship game mm-hmm. uh, last Saturday. Great game down under. If you know anything, I'm talking about footy. Yep. And uh, – it was a, uh, a heartbreaking uh, 
But I do love the cheer that they have down there for uh, Mason Cox, the the American, the first American ever to play in the grand finals and uh, really have any, uh, maybe the first ever to play that game. The fans from Collingwood, every time he got the ball, was chanting USA, USA. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off, having a great time chanting with them. Uh, so uh, they came up a little short. Now, here's why I'm going to bring it back to baseball. Uh, I yeah. had to get my little AFL in. This why I haven't really talked about any of it during their, quote, finals playoff uh, championship mm-hmm. run that they had. But they have a unique system. I may have talked about this briefly before, but they have a very unique system for their playoffs, which they call the finals, which is yep. kind of in a, in a similar way uh, mimicking what's happening in baseball this year. Now, in the AFL, the top eight teams make the playoffs. They have one big division and top eight mm-hmm. team makes it, but they divide it in, uh, differently. I and mean, you would think in an eight team playoff, you would have one versus eight, two versus seven, yep. and so forth. Well, they do it one versus four, two versus three, and five versus eight, and six versus seven. And you're like, oh, okay. But what they do is they put the one four at the top of the bracket, and at the bottom of the bracket, they put the three four game. And then in the middle, you have the, the, the five, six, seven, eight teams, right? Well, those are quote unquote elimination games, one game elimination game, kind of what we had going on right now yep. in baseball. We have a, the, in the top four teams, they're playing the first round also. So all eight teams are, 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 are in the first round playing. Now, the winners of the top four bracket, the top and the bottom, mm-hmm. they advance an extra, they advance to round three automatically. Okay, kind of so what we like had today. We have a buy, right? So they—that's what we have right now. Because the Brewers won mm-hmm. the one-game playoff here for the division. They skip the wild card. They go right to the divisional yep. championship. Uh, and obviously, the Dodgers is about to do the same. So the loser of those two games are going to play each other in an elimination game, a one-game yep. playoff, and that's basically what happens in round two. You have two teams playing in a one-game elimination. elimination. Yeah. By the way, Collinwood lost. They were a top four team, and they lost in the first round, but advanced to the elimination game, won the second round and the third round, which then got them to the finals uh, in the AFL. So kind of what we're going to have, obviously there's no uh, second chance. And in a lot of ways, like let's say the Rockies, for example, let's just use them because they're playing now and most likely are going to lose to the Dodgers. Uh, At least they're – Trailing, I think five nothing in the seventh inning yeah, last night. Right yep. They may lose this this divisional game here, but they could go to the wild card and they may defeat the uh, the Cubs and they'll advance to the next round. And that's when you have again the semis and then the finals. You know, mm-hmm. obviously there's an extra round in, in baseball, but very similar uh, format this year, accidentally. But uh, I've never seen a format done like that before, uh, where you have a uh, Kind of like a, a, a semi-buy, I guess you would call yeah. it. The top yeah, the Horizon League tournament does that for basketball now. The one seed will play in the first round, and if and whoever wins that gets a buy into the semi-final. But does the loser still advance to the next round? No. No. Done. So it's an elimination yep. game. Yep. In the first round of top four, if you lose, you still advance to the second round, Yeah. and that's an elimination game, which is it's quite unique. You know, so yeah, you get a second really chance, you know, and I never seen a, a format like that. I'm not sure it's good or bad. It's just different. And yeah, it's uh, different. 
So you have like you have a uh, like almost an exhibition game that counts. Yeah, it, it's, like it's a, obviously for television like to make money. Game, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it counts. You know, if you win, you advance to this. You get a week off and you get a buy. If you lose, you play the next week. But you know, it keeps the interest in in the uh, in the fan base. It's kind of different. I was thinking about to say it work. Say the Indians were playing right now against the Minnesota Twins for Game One Sixty Three. We had right. game one sixty three in the central a couple of years ago. Uh, the right. Twins and White Sox, I think, played. Would you? Would it mean so much to you that you wanted to? You don't win every game, but if you lost, would you be crushed or like upset? You're still in the playoffs, right? The uh, downside is you got to go play the one game. It puts more pressure on your pitching staff. It just puts a lot of more yeah. pressure on your manager and pitching staff, and that's what's. You know, like let's use Chicago for example, since they lost. Yep, they'll be in the wild card game against the the Rockies, and the Rockies will be in the same boat. That will be an all hands on deck, twenty five man oh, roster yep. uh, game. Unlike today, it was a forty man roster game. Yes, and that can tomorrow yeah. will be a twenty five man roster game. So, in a lot of ways, there's starting pitchers. They may not even activate two starting pitchers that wouldn't play anyways. And go with a deep bullpen for that one game, where they would have X, you know, if they needed to do kind of what Tampa did all season long, at times uh, have a, have an opener and just yep. go a bullpen game. And I expect that to happen in both wild card games because one run you may just you know have a, an yep. early yep. hook on 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 your pitchers and try to limit the amount of runs that you give up. But yeah, I think it puts a lot more pressure on the managers and yep. the decision makers about the roster for the games tomorrow and the following day. So uh, it's going to be interesting. It's, like I said, you're kind of managing two games at one time because you're managing the game that you're playing right now to try to win to get the days off and to be secured into a ALDS or NLDS yep. game series uh, versus a one-game elimination playoff, and that's what they're going to face tomorrow. Now the the winner of the National League Division of uh, the Cubs and presumably the Rockies game will go play the Dodgers. Uh, let's that, see here. Let me double check. The, because the let's Brewers play the Braves, the, I think. The Brewers the Brewers actually had the best record in so they would the play, League. So they will play the winner of the wild card game. Wow. I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to pick the Rockies to win tomorrow. I'm going to pick the Rockies to go in the Wrigley and win. But for, and I'm not saying a Brewers Rockies NLDS series wouldn't be exciting, but could you imagine a Cubs Brewers NLDS the way yeah. I, I think it'll be phenomenal. Uh, it, I'll even go this far. A Cubs Brewers NLDS would be so much more entertaining baseball wise. Than a Red Sox Yankees ALDS would. Yeah, it could be. You're right. It could be. I'm not saying anything's possible in baseball, as you know. And yep, Boston's a is a tricky team this time of the year. I mean, they had a phenomenal year. I mean, how can you not call exactly. a 108 win season mm -hmm. a phenomenal season? I mean, it's just it's ridiculous how well they played. However, they're going into a playoffs with a big question mark about you know Chris Sales. And his availability and his ability to, to be the pitcher mm -hmm. that he will yeah. after the season. 
And then you have Price, who traditionally, or at least has a track record of not having success in the playoffs. You know, they're, they're in a precarious situation. I'm not saying they cannot overcome all that because they're a phenomenal team and they, they have an offense that, you know, doesn't stop, you know, one through nine. They have a, mm-hmm. enough players to come through for them to cover up for anything. Their bullpen is less than spectacular. Yeah. yeah, it's suspect. And, you know, it's weird to say for a team that won 108 games. That's the way I see it. Yeah. I feel the same way about the Yankees. They have, they have less starting pitching. Uh, their bullpen at times is fantastic, but most of the time it's been mediocre. Yep. They did win 100 games. Give them credit where credit's due. But, you know, they also had the Orioles in, in that division who won 47 freaking games, you know, and they played them 20 times. And, you know, that's just the way it works in baseball. So we'll see. We'll, we'll absolutely see how good or bad they are. I, it's funny to, I don't call, I don't know the right terminology to use. But you sit back and go, well, the Yankees won 100 games on the wild, and they were playing in a wild card game, and they haven't gotten much hype since April. I mean, Boston was was that good and that dominant that you forgot about a team in that division who won 100 games. Also, it's a credit to Boston for being that good for that long. How about you win 100 games and you finish eight games behind the winner? Yeah, I think if you told Aaron Boone when. After the introductory press conference, I'll give you 162, and he'll probably say I'm going to win the division by five or six games. Well, at least say he was going to win the division. Yeah. You know? And now but, he's you know, playing. But that's like you said at the beginning of the podcast. This is what baseball – this is what makes the game of baseball and this time of year so fun. Because you never know what's going to happen. I mean, we're sitting here thinking Oakland might be the actual favorite on Wednesday night to go into the Yankee Stadium and win. I, I'm expecting Oakland to win. I may be wrong, but I'm See? expecting Oakland to win. I will say this about our Indians. I, I think the Indians are actually in good shape. I mean, they definitely have to play their best ball against Houston, and Houston's not a pushover. Houston has Verlander. They got Cole. Cole. You know, they have a pitching staff, Cole, and they yeah. have a back end of their, their bullpen pitching great. So it's going to be a pitching uh Series, I think they're going to be low scoring games. It's who can come through when runners are on base and create runs and take advantage and have a bullpen that succeeds once you have a lead, you know. And there's a question mark for the Indians because we just don't know what Andrew Miller is going to be. Is he going to be the one that was last week that looked lights out, or was he going to be the one who pitched the other See, day who I, couldn't get an out? That's that's what I, I mean. That's the question. About. We don't know what's going to happen there. The Indians have four left-handers that they'll probably have on the roster because at least three, we can guarantee you that Hand, yeah. Miller, and Perez is making the roster. You can make a case for Olsen. I'm not sure they'll do that. They keep 11 pitchers. I don't know. You know. However, you look at the Indians' starting pitching staff. I mean, you're throwing Kluber, Carrasco. You're throwing Clevenger, uh, Clevenger and Bauer. Who's I mean, looked really good since coming off the DL. You're talking about four pitchers that threw over 200 strikeouts. Yep. You know, if Bauer to get hurt, he probably have over. I think he may have even had 200 innings pitched, but he would have I had over go, 200 innings pitched. I'll go this far. If Trevor Bauer doesn't get hurt, I think he's starting Friday night. I don't know. I, it's possible. It's possible. Just cl- I doubt does, it. I, 
I doubt it simply because you go with a track record and I would probably go with Kluber number one all the time. However, I would, wouldn't be surprised me if Bauer was two and Carrasco was three. And let me ask you this. Does, does Friday night and Sun or Saturday worry you about Andrew Miller or not Miller? I, I'm not worried about Andrew Miller, but are you worried about Cody Allen going in after this weekend when he gave up five in the ninth against Kansas City Friday night? Now we won 14 six, so it wasn't, you know, like, oh my God. And yesterday and Saturday, he looked shaky. Also. There's question just- marks. There's question marks. Hey, look, he definitely, it's definitely a scenario where we just don't know who's going to show up between those two this year, mm-hmm. meaning Miller and, and Allen. However, you just got to have faith in the players that brought you this far. And I can live and die with either one on the mound. Um, I'm not afraid to put uh, Miller or Allen on the mound. And if if it doesn't work out and they have a failing outing, I'm not going to cry because these are the guys Mm -hmm. that got you here. And I'm going to go into a a dogfight with my best players. And I want – you're going to manage the game differently, but you're not going to manage it that much. You go with your horses, yep. and that's who your horses are. And if they unfortunately fail, that's part of the game. And I can accept that. I don't want that to happen. I'm not going to root for that to happen. Yeah. I'm going to be disappointed if that happens. But you are who you are. And no matter what happens, once the page turns to October like it has, and you're now into playoff baseball. All you need is three quality weeks of good opportunities. Now, if anything, I think it puts pressure on Francona to make decisions about players. Uh, does he have a quicker hook mm-hmm. on both uh, Miller and Allen if they give up base hits? And, and then he probably will. And you have to. Uh, it's just the way it works. You know, every game matters. As we found out last year against the Yankees, every game matters. As we found out in the World Series, every game, every out matters. Uh, it's not you know, not that they don't know that. It's a reinforcement to the fans. But now it becomes, this is why you pay Terry Francona the money they do. This is why they want him as your manager. And this is why he's considered one of the best managers in baseball. This is why he's won two World Series with the Boston Red Sox. He's that good. He can make good. We've seen that in 2016. He's going to make really good decisions and he's going to match up if it's the sixth inning or if it's the ninth inning. And we'll just have to wait and see how each team reacts to uh, what they choose to do. I'll go to I'll go to war with Terry Francona managing my team in the playoffs. Over just over every manager that's in baseball, period. I've said that 20 years ago and I'll say that yep. today. Yeah, I'd, I'm not worried about Andrew Miller. Um, Cody Allen probably. Gives me a little hesitation, but I'm just reading a quote right now, and I think it, every baseball fan knows this. It doesn't really matter what you've done in the regular season anymore. I mean, those five runs and three runs that Allen gave up on Friday and Saturday, he may not give up eight runs the next, hopefully, 11 wins for the Indians the rest of the year. You know, it, Lindor last year hit 300, 305, something like that. In the playoffs, he went. He at one eleven. Ramirez at so it doesn't really matter anymore. I mean, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it in simple math terms. I told you this last year. It really comes down to magic numbers. The magic number is three. Three yep. wins, you move on. Three losses, your season's over. And that's what it comes down to. 
you're you're in the divisional series. It's a short series. Yep. It's magnified because it's only five games. You win three, you move on. You lose three, your season's yeah. over. Yep. And you move on to 2019. And that goes for every team out there. And those teams that are in the one game elimination tomorrow. They have a one game playoff, one yep. game to prove themselves and to get to a five up. game. And they've already, you know, like for example, the Rockies and and the Cubs have already used some of their best pitchers for this tie breaking game to try to avoid the one game playoff. So yep. it's going to be interesting to see how depleted they get if any of those two teams advance, whoever advances to the next round. Out of the wild card, so you're going to find out what managers are made of uh, and uh, how what decisions they make and how they affect teams. So I like to go in a war with Terry Francona. I feel really good about it. I think Alex Cora needs to prove himself, and he may, he may be become the next great manager in baseball because of what he's done with the Red Sox this year, and he he has that opportunity to prove himself. Same with Aaron Boone. Uh, we'll wait and see. They've never done it at in a playoff game as a manager, so we'll just wait and see. That's the way I see it. Last year, you sat here and you gave us, you know, we were going in to face the Yankees in the ALDS. And you said, besides Judge, besides Sanchez, besides Bird, there were two guys that really concerned you with the Yankees lineup, and that was Gardner and Gregorius. And you said, if these can't get out Gregorius specifically, they won't win the series. Game five, they couldn't get out Gregorius. He hit, uh, I think he took Kluber deep twice in game five, and they won the game. What, which, which one or two players in Houston's lineup do you look at and say, if the Indians slow them down, that they'll win the series? Not necessarily stars, but what what two guys you look at in Houston's lineup and you say the same thing? Well, I mean, obviously you've got, you know, uh, Bergman right now to me is, is I would a say, huge yep. I was thinking that, yep. that's the guy who I think you have to really pay attention. And and then of course a Tuve. I mean, those two yep. are and they got three. They got Springer too. And I don't want to take anything away from any of their players. They're all, you know, capable of breaking your heart on one swing of the bat. Uh but you know, Altuve, Springer, and and Bergman. I mean, that's not a big surprise. Yep. I mean, that those are the three you have to talk about. And throwing Correa too, and Guriel, who's you know, they're so deep, but I think you're right. If the Indians can slow down Altuve, they got a good shot. I remember this year when he came to Cleveland in the four-game series, they came here. He was one for his last – one or oh for his last, like, 18 or something. Like it, it was a cold spell. And then he got an infield single late in the game. And then the next 11 or 12 plate appearances, that guy got a hit every single time up. And it's incredible how – you know, it's you're you're going to have to make great pitches. You're going to have to make great oh, yeah. pitches to get them out. And your defense is going to have to make some plays to get them out. And they're not going to be easy outs. Same goes uh, for for Houston. They have to face Ramirez. I know he's been in a slump for the last month. Uh, hopefully, he will be out of it. And hopefully, we've seen some of that coming out in the last week. Uh, you have to face Lindor. You know, you have Incarcion as that protector. Now you have Donaldson in yep. your lineup. There's... Interesting works the other way too. Uh, mm-hmm. Bregman, excuse me, and and Altuve and Springer, those three. I mean, you stop two of those three, you're going to have a good opportunity. Yep, it's going to be difficult. I mean, their whole lineup is very good. When it comes to a five game series, your least likely person could be your hero. So, 
You never exactly. know what's going to happen. Perez was ours against the Red Sox in 2016. Roberto Perez, what he did in a World Series. You just yep. never know. You just yep. never know uh, who's going to be that that guy who comes up big when you least expect it. And it happens every year in every every series. Uh, Bucky Dent was never a, a fantastic hitter, but he's known forever because of the home run he hit and the tiebreaker. Yep. yep. A good ball player, a good shortstop, but no one would, would draft Bucky Dent to be there. You would want him on your team because he was a great ball. You know, he was a great he teammate. A teammate and, yeah. And he was a good ball player. But no one would ever expect Bucky Dent to hit that home run that he did in 77. Uh, or 78, excuse me. Yeah. But um, it just doesn't, it doesn't, you know, you just don't know who that somebody is. Tony Fernandez, when he hit the home run. Yep. For the Indians, you just don't know who that person will be. Anything's possible. I don't know who's going to be. I like I say, they have a lot of players in Houston that you got to worry about. Yep. I think the key here is how the Indians pitching staff does. I mean, you have to go against an equally good starting pitching staff, and so it is Kluber, Carrasco, Clevenger, Bauer against that that pitching staff for Houston, you know, and it starts with Verlander and Cole and, you know, uh, McAllister, all of them. They're just, they're, it's going to be really an interesting, intriguing baseball matchup. I think they're going to be low scoring games. Usually when I say that, it means just the opposite. Yep. So uh, we'll see what happens, but I'm expecting if you score four or five runs, you better win that game. You better oh, not yeah. be in a scenario. Yep. If you're scoring four or five runs, I don't care who you, if you're the Astros or the Indians, you better win those games. Cause if you're not winning those games, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Yep. I completely agree with you. I think in order for the Indians to win the series, it has to be low-scoring games. I think Houston has a little better offense. I don't think uh, it has to be. I think it will be. That's the difference. I don't think it has yeah. to be. I just think you're going to – every run's going to matter because it's the playoffs, and you're facing a really good pitching staff. And when you're facing a really good pitching staff, it's difficult to score runs. However – I like the Indians lineup right now. I think the Indians lineup has that opportunity to surprise people. And Jason Kipnis could be your next hero in baseball. Yep. It can happen. I mean, he was six inches to a foot away in 2016 to being that hero. So, and we talked about this a couple of times. It's going to be somebody you least expect. I don't want to say you least expect, but somebody you don't talk about very much outside of the Encarnacion, Ramirez, and Lindors that steps up and uh, wins you a game. I remember you talking about a couple of times this summer that Chad OJ was in line to win. He was World Series MVP if you know things fell into place. Yep. It should. It would have happened if we didn't fail fall yep. apart yep. in the ninth inning, yep. and then it would have happened if the Indians won the game. Yep. In the in the eleventh or twelfth inning, it just didn't happen. You know that's the facts of the matter. I mean, uh, yeah, no, Chad OJ would have been the MVP that year. It was just. Yep. It, you never know yeah, who's going to be somebody that you, you know, you least expect. Never, David Justice was a great, was a very good baseball player. No one thought he would hit the home run to win the World Series. No, nope. but it happened. Yep. You know these these are the things that happen. I don't want to take away from his career. He was an All Star. He was a very good player in his time. But I don't think anyone would have predicted that. Uh, I don't think anyone predicted Joe Carter to hit the home run he did. Again, another all-star player, another big-time player who came up big for the Blue Jays back in the 90s. However, no one predicts these things. You, you, I can sit here and say it's going to be Jason Kipnis in, yep. the, in the eighth inning in 
in game number four, and he's going to hit a three-run homer to win it. Yep. Just don't know. You know, Marquise Grissom hit a, a three-run dinger yep. in game one against the Orioles, and that propelled the Indians to an opportunity to win that series when Baltimore had, on paper, the better team in 97. You mm -hmm. just – these things you just cannot you – know. Yep. You cannot predict. That's what makes baseball fun. You just don't know. And I, and I, you know, we can go on and on and on about, you know, goats and heroes because mm -hmm. there are, and I don't mean oh, the greatest of all time. Podcast I mean, yep. There are goats, meaning the old fashioned goat where, you know, unfortunately, I mean, Roger you know, Davis. Well, no, I'm not. You know, he wasn't a goat. He was, when I mean goat, I'm talking someone like a uh, Jose uh, Mesa that people will. Uh, will oh, go oh, down yeah. as a guy who failed. You're talking about the old-fashioned guy. You're not talking the old, about yeah, the no, not the greatest of all yeah. time type yeah. thing, no. Yeah, the, not, yeah. Not, not the Muhammad Ali type You're goat. talking uh, about the uh, the I'm original like, goats. The, yeah. the heroes and the goats. Yep. They were called the yep. heroes and the goats of the game. Yep. And by the way, you know, as much as I said I go to war with with uh, Terry Francona in any game against as a manager, I'll say the second best manager, in my opinion, is Bob Melvin. And he only won 97 games. Only uh, won 97 and, games, yeah. Yeah. I so, tell you what. You know, he has the third best record in baseball, and he has to play the one-game playoff. So, yep. that's just the way it works. AJ Hinch is, uh, if you're, and I I know we don't like to play the what-if game. And, you know, I know I was reading your thing on Facebook earlier about the lazy radio today because there was a, a ton of that. And there's going to be a lot of that this week. Oh, man. Um, if you were to say in five, six years when I think Frank Cone will be done managing, and, and I have no idea when he's going to be done managing, but if you were to ask me who's going to be the next Terry Frank Cone, I'd have to go A.J. Hinch. I love the way he manages. I, I think he's a phenomenal manager, and I really enjoy watching his teams. I, I will enjoy watching his teams this weekend, but I really enjoy watching Houston play. They're a fun team. I mean, hey, hey look, this is a good organization down there. Yep. in texas they've done a yep. great job in houston and they deserve the credits they are the world champions until someone defeats Knocks them, them yep. they are in my opinion the favorites uh and it's I gonna be difficult. That. That's what, yep. i i i love where the indians are right now i think the indians have had a great opportunity they just may be the right time and right place and play at the right everything's an if this time of the year and i hate that but we'll just have to it wait is. and see what happens and yep. We're going to try to put out as many podcasts as we can during the baseball playoffs simply because there's going to be a lot of storylines. Some yep. of them may be 20 minutes long. Some of them may be an hour and a half just because we get into a discussion. I know we have other things going what? on. I got high school base football going on. I got college football yep. going on. Uh, you know, I do the, the weekly uh, scoreboard show. We're trying mm -hmm. to do the Ice Castle show. So there's a lot going on here on Radio What's MVP. Commitment to our listeners. Let's try to get a Indians Astros ALDS preview Wednesday or Thursday night. Sounds good. Sounds good. With game five, yeah, or, and or game one I'm game gonna, on Friday. I'm going to contact uh, Nate Mavis. Mm -hmm. uh, those who uh, know that name, uh, then you know a lot about poker because he's the host of Thinking Poker. He's one of the co-hosts, Drew, and uh, I'll talk about that in a little bit later. But uh, – my point is, he's a huge baseball fan. We're going to have him come on. He's agreed to come on. I just got to reach out to him and mm -hmm. try to get a time and a date that is available. Uh, he's very knowledgeable, and it'll be a lot of fun to talk baseball with him, get his perspective what's going on. And uh, I'll have a little fun there because this is a guy who kind of 
uh, I've been listening to for about five, six years do podcasts. And one of the reasons why I finally uh, jumped into the waters with you, Anthony, to do this. Uh, mm-hmm. I was hearing their podcast week after week and says, you know, I'm just sitting here doing nothing. I could be doing this too. So exactly. Uh, and that's why we're doing it. Everyone asked me why I do it. I would love to monetize this. I don't care if I do or not. I do this because this is what I do. We enjoy. Yep. Uh, I promote myself and I promote other things that are going on. And I'm very uh, thankful for the opportunities I have had and still and currently have and the relationships that I make in building. And as we move forward, we're going to continue to reach out to other people who with other opinions and thought processes and, uh, and enjoy the uh, enjoy the ride. And, I'm, and not everyone's going to agree with me. And that's OK. I don't mind. I can take criticism and uh, it doesn't bother me one bit. And that's why I post what I post about yep. everything. I just, uh, I'm at that point in my life. I just don't, I don't care. care. Exactly. I don't care no don't more. Care. Uh, uh, love me, hate me, despise me, yep. cheer me on. Uh, know <laughs> this, that you're going to get my best every time I do yep. it. And that's all I care about. And I know you know that. And I appreciate everything you've done to help me. And of course, our podcast here. And we move forward. So uh, let's wrap this one up. I know it's all been about baseball, but there's just so much yep. going on. Uh, yeah, we can talk is. about the Browns and the Broncos who play tonight and everybody else. The Buckeyes, congratulations on a huge win. It's baseball. It's the playoffs. It's the tie-breaking it. day. Yep. What a what a wonderful time of the year. And just enjoy this. And if you uh, turn in for all the football that we do, we got plenty of football coming away. We got the Ice Castle Report. Yep, tomorrow. We have the yep. Scoreboard Show. And we have more Radio MVP podcasts. So don't go anywhere. It's all going to be covered right here. And it's going to be as you know what we deliver here yep. on Radio MVP. I know uh, the previous couple, we've uh, been recording for now, I believe, two of the Cavs NBA finals and one about to be two of the Indians playoff appearances. And I think it's just really what you say each time before the series begins is, you know, let's just enjoy the ride. It's, you know, let's enjoy the ride. Uh, let's get it started Friday night. I, I know I'm already chomping at the bit, uh, getting a little nervous for Friday night. Uh, so let's, let's enjoy the ride. And uh, hopefully this is, this is that year that we've been talking about for what is it, 70 years now. Yeah. Well, let's put it this way. Uh, every year is a new opportunity. And all that matters is this year, not what happened uh, in 1945 or 1948 exactly. Exactly. or 1997. Uh, 2018 is what matters most right now. So yep. uh, let's cheer on the Indians. Let's see how far they can take us. And let's hope it's a magic ride. And in the process, uh, we're someday celebrating on East 9th Street in a, a big parade. I I hope to God we are. I I keep saying whenever they win the World Series, I'm going to go to the parade. And I, I I hope in early November, in about 35, 36 days, you and I are up on uh, the corner of Carnegie and Ontario celebrating uh, a special time. Just book that hotel the ni- uh, early. Where we, <laughs> you know uh, what? Where we have a place right to now, go, go up. Where <laughs> we have a place to yep. go and, and crash the night before. We don't exactly. have to fight that traffic. The the one exactly. and a half million people that will be coming. Exactly. Two million people that will be, coming that will be absolutely 
berserk, and I will do, I will pay any hotel fee I need to pay to uh, watch the parade that we've all been waiting for, that I've only waited for for 27 years. It seems like some years it's 60 years, but uh, let's hope this is the year Friday night it gets started, and uh, we'll try to keep you covered in depth about uh, the Indians playoff run, as well as all of the major league playoffs, which got started today in grand fashion. And tomorrow I think we're going to have more of the same. It should be a lot of fun. All right. For Anthony and Canfield, I'm Tim and Borbin. Stay tuned for more radio MVP coming your way all week as the baseball playoffs just get underway and more football action as we cover it all on the high school, college, and pro level. We will talk to you soon right here on Radio MVP Sports Podcast. Have a great day, everyone.